Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And good morning and welcome. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Teresa Curley. And we are your hosts today from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, broadcasting from the Mustard Seed. It's going to be a rough morning because we are like so big into the live drive right now that my brain is half mush. So just fair warning, everyone. <laughs> but you know, God makes good things come out of mush. So He does? Mm-hmm. That's what I found. Good. That's good. good to hear. <laughs> so today is the feast day of Catherine of Siena, my mom's confirmation saint. So let's do a prayer for Catherine of Siena, shall we? Awesome. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Eternal God, eternal Trinity, you have made the blood of Christ so precious. Through his sharing in your divine nature, you are a mystery as deep as the sea. The more I search, the more I find. And the more I find, the more I search for you. But I can never be satisfied. What I receive will never leave me desiring more. When you fill my soul, I have ever greater hunger, and I grow more famished for your light. I desire above all to see you, the true light, as you really are. Amen. Amen. St. Catherine of Siena. Pray for us. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. So welcome and thank you for joining us on this beautiful Friday. It is musty and thick wet outside. We haven't gotten rain down here in Sioux Falls yet, but I hear Fargo and North Dakota is getting more moisture. So I hope all of your basements are staying dry. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm <laughs> delighted because I didn't bring a jacket with me this morning. Oh, that makes you happy? Yeah. All? So I will take the rain. <laughs> I will take the rain. It is just a weird, it's weird outside right now here in Sioux Falls. It's uh, foggy and just this really thick air full of moisture. So we're going to get it soon. But, but so warm, we so. have, we're sitting in the back room of the mustard seed and it, it I don't know if we've ever had this many people back here. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to get to our guests. We have three guests and we're going to take turns with each guest. Um, but Deacon Pat Darrington, we're going to start with you. Tell the listeners a little bit about who you are. Oh, well, I am a permanent deacon at Holy Spirit Parish. I was ordained in the Superior Wisconsin Diocese in uh, 2009 and incarnated here um, I believe it was t- uh, 2018 uh, with Bishop Swain we reached Superior yeah yeah ah. so, <laughs> yeah, sure. uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I've been on staff at Holy Spirit since uh, 2016 and uh, serve uh, as the director of stewardship uh, as well as in, in, in my uh, role as a, in, as, as a permanent deacon, but also uh, with the uh, adult religious education and RCIA. Yeah, well, and so the parish of Holy Spirit is one of the larger parishes in town. Who's bigger, you or St. Michael's? Uh, I think it depends, depends upon on the day. Uh, depends upon who, who you're asking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, 
<laughs> I, I think, I, I, I think we're very, very close. Yeah, yeah. So you're one of the larger parishes. I belong to one of the smaller parishes in town. Um, but I just love the diversity of Sioux Falls, that you can have both, you know. Mm-hmm. So Holy Spirit um, in the Sioux Falls area is known for its groups. So people from not just Holy Spirit, but all over Sioux Falls go to Holy Spirit for some of the groups that you guys have. Mm-hmm. So tell us about the variety of groups that you have. Um, well, we have uh, really quite a, a number of groups. We have a men's group that uh, we've been meeting for going on 11 years now. And during the during the school year, we have anywhere from 55 to 60 men on Friday mornings at 6 a.m. My goodness. Uh, we have a women's Bible study called Walking with Purpose that uh, has been going on now for, I think, four years. And uh, <clears throat> they ha- you know, they've had... 100 to 120 women that are involved in that. Uh-huh. Uh, Knights of Columbus are, are very active. They are always uh, serving in some regard, either at the banquet or with one of the uh, ministries within the parish or outside the parish. Or you know, It's like they're always, always doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, our youth group, uh, Sean Hansen, our youth director, does a marvelous job with the uh, middle school and high school kids mission mm-hmm. uh, mission trips uh, retreats um, uh, you know and, and that's that's kind of kind of gives you a flavor we have a lot of a lot of a lot of things going on a lot of ministries mm-hmm. a lot of people involved yeah well because even my daughter and we were talking about this before the show started I'm a Christ the King parishioner and I'm very excited and happy and <clears throat> proud to be a Christ the King parishioner but my daughter goes to events at Holy Spirit all the time. She's 19, loves Search, which is another event that yeah, you guys ha- yes. go on that has. And Amy, who runs that, has kind of taken her under her wing. And I'm like, Amy? <laughs> <laughs> but can yeah. a mother really complain? You yeah. know what I mean? No, so you guys not only have Holy Spirit parishioners, but you tend to have a lot of just Sioux Falls folk. Well, one of the things that we, we try to do, you know, to, to minister to our parishioners, uh, but, you know, also going outside of our walls, mm-hmm. whether they be other, offer uh, uh, events, groups, whatever, to other parishes, mm-hmm. but also create a welcoming environment so that people maybe who are not Catholic or maybe who are not affiliated with any church uh, would feel welcome to come and experience uh, what we what we have and what we uh, what we love to do. Yeah. Well, and I think um, just how big the men's group is and how long it's been going on. This has been happening for a while because I think sometimes people tend to think it's the priest, um, and you have fabulous priests. Um, but I think you know, obviously, it goes beyond your priests. It, uh, you know, we, you know, Monsignor Androsco started the parish in, in 1988, and we're reaping so many benefits from what he did during his time there uh, with uh, living and preaching a stewardship way of life. Uh, but, you know, we, we've, had, we've had wonderful priests. Um, but, you know, I think, I think there's just a spirit, no play on words, there's a spirit <laughs> that is present mm-hmm. uh, that is because of the people, because it of is. what they experience. And then how they live that out. Yeah. Um, and so, they, you know, it, it, it's just, uh, we're constantly, we're amazed. Yeah. Many times. You guys are very mm-hmm. blessed. Very blessed. And, and I will admit that, so I work six days a week. And so Deacon, 
I don't get up on Sunday mornings for church. (laughs) 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 Heather, you realize you're on Catholic radio. I do. (laughs) I do. Deacon's like, let's rewind this. (laughs) No, but I love to go to the evening masses. And so it's usually the Newman Center at Christ the King. Mm. But I do make it over to Holy Spirit for their 5 o'clock or the cathedral for their 4 o'clock or... St. Michael's for their six o'clock. But when I do go to Holy Spirit, um, the people are just friendlier. I don't know what it is. And you smile at each other. It's like really awesome. <laughs> and so I, re- I really tried to think about that when I'm at my own parish because you end up getting to know everybody at your parish. You know, hopefully you do. And um, yeah, I just think that there's an energy. There's definitely a spirit there. And you guys are truly blessed. But. Mm-hmm. So enough about Holy Spirit. Um, we're going to talk about a group that, a series that started at uh, Holy Spirit. So let's talk about the origins. And so we have to start with RCIA, right? Right. Uh, you know, the series that we we came across was is Christ Life, um, and I was looking for something with to, to implement within the RCIA series. Now, don't use the word program because programs have beginnings and ends. Oh. And RCA should not be a program. It should be a process and a transformational process. So looking for something that would uh, offer a, an opportunity to anyone coming into, uh, any, co- contemplating coming into the church to experience Christ. Uh, and I'd heard about Alpha uh, when I came into the role of director of stewardship uh, I just read everything that I could find that would talk about community, uh, engagement with Christ, uh, relationship with Christ, and I was drawn to Alpha, and I did a little research on Alpha, and then I came t- to find out about Christ Life, which is really an extension, is Alpha on steroids, if you will. Uh, Alpha is a 10-week series, um, and then you repeat that with the parish. With Christ Life, it's actually a three seven-week series mm-hmm. uh, that one builds on the other. Uh, and the whole design, uh, and we found that when, when uh, Luke and I were involved in that with the first year with RCA, during the first retreat, we saw it in, in not, not, not just the candidates' eyes and their face, but also the sponsors. Mm-hmm. During the retreat, yeah. something happened. A, a, a switch was flipped. And they realize, and the, the people that you know that uh, experience it, then I still see them in mass, and I still see it in their face, in their eyes. It's just they've changed. So let's take a step back. Um, you came into the parish about uh, 2016. Why did you go searching for something else? When uh, the year before I came on staff. Uh, there was a a weekend, a, a discipleship weekend, uh, that the diocese put on. And during that weekend, uh, I heard a definite calling to go and make disciples. And it's not just the usual, you know, trite statement. You you know, we're called to make disciples, but I was just, I just felt that I was called to. That was my, that was what, that was my mission. That was my calling. Uh, <clears throat> so when I came on staff. Uh, for the director of stewardship, again drawing on the on what the legacy that Monsignor Andrasco and Father Morgan had carried through since 1988, you know we we, we needed we sensed we needed to uh, 
not accelerate, but make some changes in the adult education so that people, because people would really understand how do we evangelize? How do, mm-hmm. we, how do we make disciples? We can be a disciple, but how do we go outside of ourselves and bring others in? So that mm-hmm. kind of was, I guess, was the driving force that started this whole process. Uh, and, <clears throat> and I found out about this, this Christ Life series. I wasn't going to say quite by accident, but it's not by accident. I was, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> we, many years ago, we lived in, uh, in a small town outside of Omaha, Bellevue, and our parish there was a very active, charismatic parish. Um, and for some reason, my wife had received a Facebook post from St. Mary's, and they were doing a series, Discovering Christ. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. And then looking into that, I found out that it was like a takeoff, of, you know, this expansion of Alpha, etc. And so that led to what we're doing now, fast forward three years later, where mm. we just finished the whole series. So I really felt like, number one, I, the calling was, was so distinct. Uh, it's just like you know that it was God talking to you. But then everything that's happened since then and how we have grown and the people that have been drawn, drawn into the series uh, is it, just, you know, it, it's, it's nothing that I did. It was just my willingness to go out and take a chance mm-hmm. and other people within the parish to take a chance and the pastor and associate. It all fit together and it's like, it's, you, know, it, you know, it works. God makes it work. I love it. Well, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Deacon Pat Darrington from the Holy Spirit Parish here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We're going to be talking about the Christ Life series. Um, And so we have a lot of guests in the studio right now, but we're going to get to everybody soon. We're going to have to take a break, though. So when we come back, we're going to hear more about how this started and how it grew. So more with Deacon Pat. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Teresa Curley. And we're broadcasting today from Sioux Falls. Stay with us. More Real Presence Live right after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director of Riverview Place. I've worked my entire career in healthcare as a social worker in the hospital, skilled nursing, and hospice settings. I love my job. Not only do I get to work with a caring, dedicated team that displays human kindness to every resident, it's a privilege to offer seniors a lifestyle that reminds me of what it felt like to grow up in the small rural town of Buffalo, North Dakota. To join our faith-based community, call us today for a tour at 701-412-1952. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or... 
make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back. I am Heather Carroll. And I'm Teresa Curley. And we are your hosts today from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thank you for joining us on this lovely Friday. It's Friday! Holy Spirit-filled Friday. Ooh, I like it. Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> We're talking with Deacon Pat Darrington this morning, Christ Life Series at Holy Spirit Parish. Um, so the reason that I actually asked Pat, Deacon Pat on was because a gentleman I know interviewed you for the Bishop's Bulletin. <laughs> And so I read the story in the Bishop's Bulletin. Um, so if you wanted to read that uh, article, you can always go to the d- diocesan website, sfcatholic.org, and you can look up uh, the uh, article that was written on the spirit. But the gentleman who interviewed me, you said, you need to have him on the radio. He is so excited and so like passionate about what he does. And so then... I'm like, yeah, I know that dude. I've had him on before. (laughs) So, Deacon Pat, thanks for joining us. We're going to add Luke now. Luke, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm a Santa Claus-looking cradle Catholic. You are. Beautiful. (laughs) Um, Even the rosy cheeks. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I'm married. Have we have three kids, um, six grandkids, so that keeps us somewhat busy. And then we're quite active in the parish. Mm-hmm. My wife was on staff at Holy Spirit up until uh, a little over a year ago. She retired. She's trying to retire anyway. She's working at it. So. Yeah. Some people fail at retirement. Yeah. My mother is one of them. <laughs> that, that was her. That's my mom. She runs the store, and she's. "Quote unquote retired." I see. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So. so, anyway, um, and I, I am very involved at church. I, I sing in the choir. I'm a lector. I'm involved in a men's group. Um, <laughs> Have you always uh, I, been this involved? Like, what was, yeah, no, not really. I mean, I've always tried to be a lector wherever I, whatever parish I've been involved with. Um, growing up, that was. There was not a question, right? You know, you, you're you're going to serve mass. You're going to yes. sing in the choir. Yes. I mean, that was there wasn't even a you know option. But there's for that. something valuable about that. It's it's immensely rewarding. Mm-hmm. That's and that's what I that's why I do it. Um, one of one of the reasons that I do it. It it just helps my spirit life. I know. Um, and then um, I was a I've been confirmation sponsors for young young guys that don't have somebody that they can ask for a sponsor. I make myself available for that. And then, uh, I just, when Deacon Pat was, was uh, going through RCIA, I said, I'd, I'd like to help out if, if you have a need. And so (laughs) then he, 
we're going to try something different this hmm. year, and then we need some small group facilitators, and would you be interested? Sure. I didn't really have any idea what, what it was all going to be all about. But. Mm-hmm. Well, and as a credo Catholic, I've been through RCA a couple times. There's something about it, even if you're born and bred Catholic and mm-hmm. was raised by a strong Catholic woman, <laughs> You always learn something new every single time I've been through RCIA. Mm -hmm. It's just a beautiful thing. So Deacon's taking it to the next level. So can you talk about that a little bit? Well, uh, so I had gone through RCIA actually once with with my wife. We, We were married for... 25 years and then she came to me and said i'd like to join the church so so but uh so i i was her sponsor then and that was six or seven years ago now but um and that was part of my wanting to help with rcia because i'd been through it once i knew what it meant to me then and to her Mm -hmm. and i wanted to be if i could helpful for somebody in that in that area um with uh, when we talked about what discovering Christ was, I I really didn't have much of a clue. It, was, it involved I knew it involved uh, watching a video, and there was kind of a format, a structured format to each uh, each night or, or evening, and we kind of tried to follow that with some praise and worship songs, and we tried to do the we watched the video, and then we talked about the video. And each week, and we interspersed that the, that first year. Um, I think we, had we gone through it. I can't even remember the the time frame. Had we gone through it first, and then we went to Omaha and talked to another parish. Oh, we went to Omaha first. Was that okay? That was first. Mm. We talked to a parish in Omaha that had actually gone through it mm-hmm. a few times themselves. Uh, several of us went, including Father Simple and and uh, another priest and Deacon Pat and. And a couple other people from the parish, and and got some ideas about how to run the program. Because it's a national program. Yes, yes, it's yeah, it's it's based out of the Archdiocese of Baltimore. So this is what gets me excited is because we're hearing about all the great things happening at Holy Spirit, and what I like to do is then encourage other parishes because yeah. I want to show them the fruits. Yeah, definitely. And we cover ten dioceses, Deacon. Mm. We cover five states. So, inspiring the listeners and the other DREs that might be out there, or the other deacons yeah. and priests, that's my ultimate goal mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, and I'm excited to have you guys on. So, you went to Omaha. We went to Omaha, spent the day there, talked with everybody that was involved with their uh, Christ Life series. Had gone through it several times in the format that they used. So we kind of followed what they had done, plus. The nice thing is about this series is that you don't have to do a lot of thinking. You just need to plug people into the roles that are available, um, from an MC to a praise and worship leader to somebody that. Uh, the amazing thing is the the uh, first series, first part of the series uh, is following is uh, discovering Christ, and it involves a meal. So we start out each night with a meal and not just snacks this is a full-fledged meal and um so that that helps with the fellowship part of it mm-hmm. so and you eat with the people in your small group so you get to know them intimately 
then you we have the praise and worship and then you watch a video and then you do some sharing in your small group time mm-hmm. and it just we did the first well i think the first series discovering christ with the rcia the groups that we've done it with i think we've done it five or six times pen mm-hmm. something like that something like so that. you started with rcia groups when did it expand um Actually, after we did the first series with RCA, it was just just in the beginning of COVID. Oh. So the original intent was to have it with the RCA and the parish at the same time and have the RCA people be in their own small group but have it in the larger community. What a great idea. Larger community. Well, COVID. Then they feel like they're part of the parish. They are. Exactly. Well, (laughs) go figure. Uh, Wow. But it didn't, it didn't work out that way because we had to figure out this is when things were shut down. And mm-hmm. so, okay, how are we going to have you know, room in our, in our lower level for 100 people and be able to have a meal and to stay distant enough and also relate to each other? Mm-hmm. So that first group, uh, the core team, did a, marvelous, did a marvelous job of organizing that and figuring it out, okay, how do we make this work? Um, and then, so we did that, and then we followed up with the following Christ. Um, but yeah, but it, it, one time we were we were doing we were running <laughs> one for RCIA, following Christ, and then discovering Christ for the parish uh-huh. on different nights. So it was it was kind of a, a long long few weeks for for some of us. <laughs> yeah, it was. They're um, exchanging glances of holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, it, you know, we we just we felt we had to, we just did what we felt we had to do. Yeah, and it was it was you know the, the 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 testimonials from the people in the parish that went through it were just so powerful, just really I see I see transformative, and I really mean that. You know, they, they something changed with them for the positive, brought them closer to Christ, um, and it's like the 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 series just does what the series does. If you're faithful to how it's set up. And don't try to recreate the wheel. Right. It works every every time. Well, and I think one of the other things that I'm hearing is that, so sometimes you get nervous um, as a DRE or somebody in bringing teachers in. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get nervous because they don't really always teach what they're supposed to. Sometimes they say things that are controversial. Sometimes your kid will come home and you're like, what? What did they say, dear? <laughs> you know, and it, all coming from a good place. You know, they all mean well, I'm sure. But um, to just have that confidence to know that it's all going to be legit. You know what I mean? And, you know, in Christ, Christ's life, actually, Dave Nodar, it was the started Christ's life with <coughs> another individual. But he had been he had been recruited by... The, the the gentleman that that formed Alpha and said we need to expand this to include the Catholics and Dave looked at it and says you know it, it's really needs to have more of a Catholic flavor even though during the sessions we don't talk about church doctrine mm. we just talk about Jesus Christ and, mm-hmm. and him crucified and you know you know the the, the charisma but it has a different slant so when when Dave brought it over from Alpha to form Christ's life, he employed a lot of the of the uh, magisterium mm. in deforming the curriculum and to be sure that it was that it was that it was true, but it was also challenging. 
but also relatable. Hmm. Uh, and so it just kind of... Amazing. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, we have to take another break. Um, when I asked Deacon to be on this morning, I said, can you do an hour? And he's like, no. (laughs) I was like, you're going to need it, Deacon. (laughs) So we're already done with our first half hour. So we have to take another break. Um, We're talking with Deacon, Pat Darrington, and Luke. How do you pronounce your name? Lingen. Lingen. Thank you for joining us. Um, We're talking about the Christ Life Series at Holy Spirit Parish here in Sioux Falls. Just hoping to spark and inspire other parishes maybe to try this out. So we're going to continue the conversation after this break. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Teresa Curley. And we're broadcasting today from Sioux Falls. Stay with us. More Real Presence Live right after this. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Dr. Ryan Sappo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. We appreciate all the support our eye care clinic has received over the past year. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for the whole family, vision therapy services, contact lenses, and glasses. Lumen Vision is located across the street from Saints Anne and Joachim Parish in South Fargo. We accept a variety of vision and medical insurance plans. To schedule an appointment online, our website is www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. Hi, I'm Father Chris Alar. In this world of suffering and pain today, we've all experienced some kind of loss, especially the death of a loved one. There's an opportunity for us to still help them, however. And I invite you to please visit our website, suicideandhope.com. If you have lost someone tragically, please enter their name. You do not have to put their full name. You can put initials or a first name or even a nickname. But I will personally pray for each and every person whose name is entered onto that website in memorial. I will also say a Mass every month for these people, imploring God's mercy upon the salvation of their soul. So there is no obligation, there is no cost. All we ask is that you bring your heart and the love that you have for your loved one to our site, list them there, and allow us to pray for them. Again, suicideandhope.com. If you're hearing this, that means you're a Real Presence Radio listener, and we have a message for you. May 11th through May 13th, we'll be gathering for three full days of live local content. Hear from some of your favorite hosts and guests as they help RPR raise funds during our spring live drive. Let us hear from you May 11th through the 13th, and let everyone know that you love your family of faith and hope. You can find all the details, including how to give online, at realpresenceradio.com slash live dash drive. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back and good morning. Thank you for joining us on Real Presence Live here. It's Friday morning, if you weren't aware. 9.30 Central Time. Having a great morning this morning broadcasting from... The Mustard Seed here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Teresa Curley. Thank you for joining us. We've had a great conversation already, and I'm glad that I asked Deacon to be on for an hour, because (laughs) I feel like we're just getting to the beginning, Deacon. We're talking about this Christ Life series at Holy Spirit Parish, and it is a national 
series um, out of, you said Baltimore? Baltimore. The Archdiocese of Baltimore. So um, if you're hearing them talking about this series and want to start it at your parish, um, you can do that. And so that's what's exciting to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it really is. And that's, you know, we, you know, this last time we did uh, the Discovering Christ series, there were several people from other parishes in the city. Uh-huh. And the hope is, is that they would uh, take it back to their home parish and say, we need to look at this. So, okay. So we were talking about how you uh, you and Luke had brought it to the RCIA group and then COVID and, you know, we all know what a mess. So how difficult is it? So I'm sitting here thinking about Christ the King, obviously, because that's my parish. So how much time and effort does it take to lead a group like this? Easy. Really? No. <laughs> Actually, it is. It, it, it is easy because because it's it's the 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 format is all laid out. So you don't I have mean, to do they've any made it. Work. Yeah, yeah. You, right. You, you, I mean, there's things that you have to do. There's probably for the seven week dis, uh, discovering Christ series, the hardest part or the most labor intensive part is the preparing of the meal, and then the cleanup. Oh, mom can do that. Well, so, so there you go. So you got that covered. Well, meal, meal, meal for ninety. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And um. and uh, I mean, um, the first time we did it as a parish, uh, my wife actually was in charge of. She was the catering director, if you will, and you know, one week. Um, and, and they give you the recipes too, by the way. So, oh, yeah. I mean, you, you don't even have it's, to. Wow. Yeah, I mean, they they have the recipes, and and the, but she used one of her own. Actually, a couple of her own that that uh, actually were now fan favorites, and I think. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, from the looks on the faces, everybody liked yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so, that that's probably the most intensive uh, labor-intensive yeah. part that that in the cleanup. But it, it, everybody pitched in, and it. I mean, literally, we were out of there at, at the end of the night in fifteen to twenty minutes. We used some we used some youth uh, with with service. Uh, yeah. For some service hours to help with dishes, Heck so yeah. they were washing dishes while we were in our small group sharing. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the whole the whole series is set. You know, they've been doing this since the late nineties, so they got a lot of the bugs worked out. I see. And and and, and once 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 the pastor is convinced that this is something that is worthwhile and can be fruit bearing, yeah. Then, you know, they have it all laid out for you. Right. You know, six months before you, you start, you need to form this. You need to gather this. You need to do this on three months, two months, one month, one week. So it's all laid out if you just follow the plan. Hmm. And if you just, you know, but as you think through it, the plan is very, it's extremely well thought out. They've taken, worked out the bugs. Mm-hmm. And so just do it. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, in that regard, it's simplistic. It takes a lot of work. But it's simplistic on what you need to do. We just need to follow through. Yeah. So as we've been talking, um, Deacon, you're quite passionate about this this series. Um, you've had a lot of formation to become a deacon. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a lot of love for the church, obviously. How has this group changed your perspective of the church? How has it changed you as a person? Well, I I think just as growing... Uh, in the spirit, uh, many years ago in the late 70s, my wife and I were involved with the charismatic renewal in this parish in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And that 
was my encounter. That changed my life. The discipleship weekend renewed that. I felt like I was back. I'd just gone back 30 years to re-experience that. Wow. So, you know, and just seeing how uh, we don't have to figure it out. We just have to find ways to be open to what God is calling us to and then to find other people and to yeah. get them involved and and together together that's where the that's where the energy comes from mm. it's not me but it's like Luke and Carla and the the the, the people that were in the first uh, core team we had the first year and the ones we had this year in the core team and it's just you know it's it's really I find it really experiencing community you know we're not living together and hearing mm-hmm. those kind of things like they did in the early church but it's like you know this is really a community event a community encounter yeah well and I think that is something that people are missing these days mm-hmm. Um, the communities don't exist like they used to. And there's even a book about it, um, Friendship of Our Fathers, um, that talks about how in the early days of our fathers, they had more of a relationship of, hey, can I borrow an egg and a cup of sugar? You know, they literally had more interaction than mm-hmm. we do now. And it made it easier to evangelize mm-hmm. by doing that. So to me, this sounds like this group is bringing you back to the core of mm-hmm. that. And I think, and in, 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 in no irony to this, but it was it coincided with the bishop's vision for our diocese mm. uh, to be missionary disciples in love, uh, and uh, this is this is bringing us back to that. Uh, you know, the the community. How do we um, how do we go outside of our, again go outside of our walls? Mm-hmm. How do we go out to people maybe who are questioning or maybe don't have an active faith mm-hmm. how can we how can we connect with them and gently share Christ with them not trying to you know convince them you know this is what you have to do yeah it's like there's more here I think there's a hunger most people have a hunger that they don't know how to answer <laughs> they don't know how to feed and this is a very gentle way to address that with the three stages the discovering Christ is to have that encounter with Christ and following Christ you how do we grow in that relationship we talk about prayer life talk about the power of the scriptures how does that become part of our life how do we how do we live the gospel hmm. so this is kind of a step by step of how we grow into that and actually you know Proclaim the gospel, not by our words, but by our actions. Amen. Amen. So, Luke, you are a cradle Catholic, and you are a volunteer guru, it sounds like. (laughs) 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 So, what has this group done for your spirituality? It has given me um, more awareness of my spirituality. Mm -hmm. I... 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 You ask me how I am, I'll tell you I'm blessed. And 99 times out of 100, I'm going to do that. And because I am blessed. I really feel that I'm blessed. And I see it around me and the people that I encounter. I, I feel blessed by them. I know that there's a God that loves me. And I feel that. Mm-hmm. And I guess, and that, 
I'm going to go through discovering Christ again, following Christ again. I know that, and and I, not because I'm bad at it or I need the reinforcement, but because I want to share it with more people, mm-hmm. and I want more people to have that opportunity to experience what I am feeling. Beautiful. So, if you're just tuning in, we're talking about the Christ Life series at Holy Spirit Parish here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I'm going to have you guys actually switch headsets right now. We're going to... Carla's been sitting here listening to us this whole time. Luke is laughing because it's her turn. (laughs) But we are running out of time. We're already like almost to our next break, which is hard to believe. But uh, before we go to break, Carla, can you just tell the listeners a little bit about who you are? Yeah. Um, So, I'm Carla. I... Moved to Sioux Falls in 2015 for a job. So um, what I do, I'm a research scientist up at Sanford Research. I've been a part of Holy Spirit since I moved up in the summer of 2015. Um, I first started getting involved at Holy Spirit through the religious education program. Um, I taught, I've taught several years um, in the junior high and high school. Um, I've kind of got sucked into going on mission trips and <laughs> retreats with the high school kids, but it's, we need it's amazing. It's, it's, it's always a great time. Um, and then from there, I've just kind of kept getting pulled in more and more. Um, so I actually got involved with Christ Life um, through Luke's wife, Peggy, who asked me to help with the dinners and help serve. And of course, you're like, well, I'm already here for dinner. I'm already here interacting. So why not go through the course? Um, and so that's, that's really kind of how I've, I've kind of so were you born and raised Catholic? I was. I am a cradle Catholic. I grew up outside of the Omaha area, actually in the Des Moines Diocese. Oh, okay. In Iowa. So yeah, um, really wasn't... Oh, I, I attended religious ed. I was involved in youth group in high school, um, but really didn't fully get immersed into being, in a, being active and involved in the church until I moved here to Sioux Falls. Okay. So, well, and I think too that you're all speaking that it's a constant journey. You know, it's not like, all right, I have arrived and I have made it. I am a deacon now and I know it all. You know, you never get to that point. It's just a journey. (laughs) It's just, you know, pretty much like, are you willing to go on the journey? You know? And so, you know, we all come to the, the point of, and it, it's really crazy. So that we read that prayer from St. Catherine of Siena, and she talks about the more she learns and the more she loves, the more she wants, the more she wants, the more she wants. Mm-hmm. And that is so accurate. And that's what I'm hearing from all three of you. It's just like, yeah, I volunteered and I did the things I was supposed to do, but then I just kept searching and then I just kept searching and I kept growing and searching and growing. So... First experience going through the group, what was it like for you? It, it's, on, it's hard to describe because it was good. And, you know, the videos hit differently. Like, even though a lot of the information that's in the video series, you already know to some capacity. Mm-hmm. But, like, having it presented in that way and, and discussing it with a small group, it just it hits differently. It makes you go, oh, my, like, wow, I've never thought about it that way or oh, I understand this now that, you know, like I've always thought I did, but it's just kind of like that light bulb moment. Um, And the other side of it, so I'm, my group, I was one of the youngest ones in my group. So it was really great to get to know Mm -hmm. my small group members and hear their life stories, hear what they've been through, how they've seen God be active in their lives. And I think that's really great. You know, it'd be like, okay, I'm in a good spot. Things are going great. I am blessed. Like, (laughs) you know, like just 
getting to get know the people and, and really seeing how God works through them, how God worked in their life, how um, that has impacted their faith journeys and how that kind of inspires, you know, it inspired me to be more proactive in my faith journey as well. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're just tuning in, we are talking about the Christ Life series, and it's Christ Life, and it's all one word, isn't it? All one word. Yeah, so it's kind of an unusual, but if you wanted to Google it, we're talking about the Christ Life series. Um, They're currently running it at Holy Spirit Parish here in Sioux Falls, and we're just talking with uh, folks who have gone through it and their experiences with it. It sounds like a fantastic uh, group, but we still have... One more segment, so I've got deep questions, <laughs> if you're ready. <laughs> They're like, I thought you were already there, Heather. <laughs> but we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to wrap up our Christ Life series here with uh, the parishioners at Holy Spirit. We'll be back with more Real Presence Live right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management's properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. For questions, Rose Management can be reached at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. Our um, student that came into the church last year, she her faith was, was pretty strong coming in, and she came from a Protestant background. And so she had a lot of really good questions about specific Catholic teachings and just what we've heard over the radio with people like uh, Dr. David Anders, Patrick Coffin, Tim Staple, and um, Catholic Answers Live. Um, all of those programs have, have helped me to be able to explain the faith better and, and with, with patience. Um, I just am amazed at, um, with, you know, especially Dr. David Anders and Trent Horn and, and all those guys that have just incredible, um, you can just hear the caring in their, in their voice when they, when they explain the faith and, uh, on the radio. It's amazing. This summer, embark upon a journey with Monsignor Richter, Monsignor Shea, and Father Sattler to deepen your connection with Jesus Christ. As part of the University of Mary Certificate in Prayer and Spiritual Direction, these courses will equip you to receive a life of grace and build a foundation for leading yourself and others deeper into a relationship with the Triune God. Join us Tuesday and Thursday evenings starting May 10th. Learn more at umary.edu slash prayer. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Teresa Curley. And we are your hosts this morning for Real Presence Live. Thank you for joining us. We've been having just an awesome conversation. I don't want to say the word awesome. I always am like, why do you say that on the air? <laughs> Deacon Pat Darrington, Luke 
and Carla, you've all been joining us from Holy Spirit Parish talking about the Christ Life series. Um, just an amazing series. So I wanted to dive a little bit more into the specifics of the Christ Life series we've talked about. There are three segments that are seven weeks long. The first segment is... Discovering Christ. So let's talk about an evening. Is it something that happens once a week? Yeah, it happens, happens once a week. Um the same night each week, and then after the fifth week, there is an all-day retreat. Okay. And with the Discovering Christ, it starts out with really deep, deep questions. The first, the first evening is the title of the of the video is "What is the meaning of life?" Hmm. And they actually have uh, interviewed the man and the woman on the street, and everybody goes, "Duh." <laughs> Good question. Wow. So, what's the meaning of life? Uh, why is Jesus important? Why is the resurrection important? Yeah. Uh, and then the re- with the discovering Christ, there's a retreat. It's, co- it's called this, the retreat with the Holy Spirit, where you actually, you know, that is an opportunity. People can can have a, a, a spiritual encounter. It's not an emotional encounter. It is. It is a. A spiritual encounter with Christ, um, and then you say, "Okay, why do we need the church?" And then following, so it Christ, takes you back to the basics. Takes you back to the basics. You know, that's where. It's, so it doesn't doesn't um, cloud things with. Uh, you know, like you said, it's not doesn't teach church doctrine per mm-hmm. se. It's like that'll come later. Yeah. Let's get the relationship, and you know, and in 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 the, in the videos they talk about um, Pope Benedict, uh, John Paul II. Uh, Francis, I'll talk about the relationship is the core. Yeah. If the relationship is there, then you can build on the doctrine, and then the doctrine, the, the truth comes to your heart, and then you can live that. Yeah, so many of us tend to be mindful. We tend to live in our mind. We know the facts. We know we're supposed to go to church and blah, blah, blah. It doesn't right. reach the heart. Why? Why do, we, why do we want to do that? It's not that you're filling in the square. Is that that hunger, you know, that relationship, that wholeness that so many times we we don't have, we don't yeah. we don't sense that we have. So then the following Christ goes in. I mentioned talks about scripture. You know, are you reading scripture? How do you read scripture? Uh, and scripture is woven all through all of the series mm-hmm. uh, during during the videos. Uh, but then, like Luke mentioned about the small groups, that's where you really talk. And, and in the following Christ, we say, okay, well, I don't have a, you know, I've not been reading Scripture. I'm just starting. So the next week we get together and say, so how's it going? You know, is your... So is it the same small group every same week? Small, same small group, hopefully, at, at least through each uh, segment. Sure. Uh, hope, sometimes they can stay pretty much together through all three. Hmm. But that's really not, necess- not necessarily a requirement. But basically, it's like you know, your prayer life. You're talking about how do you pray? How do you pray? How can you pray? And then the following week, they say, so did you really focus on your prayer life this week? How is it going? So it's kind of like each other holds, hold each other accountable yeah. during the process. But it's, in, but it's in a gentle, loving way. And then you begin to see... Okay, I look back at that first session, and now here we are in following Christ Midway, and it's like, wow, I'm seeing a change. And then in following Christ, the retreat is 
is talking about the the world, the flesh, and the devil. It's like, what are the things that are trying to take us away from God? And we focus on the power of power prayer, talking about the power of, you know, of, of renunciation of, of evil. Talk about, you know, Satan is, is, is the prince of lies. How do we, how do we deal with that as, as Catholic Christians? And again, that's the, the retreats are, I mean, you know, people just, you know, they just think, you know, it just touches them so deeply. Mm-hmm. And it's so, it's so well, and it's, you know, again, like Luke said earlier, we just follow the pattern. The retreats are all mapped out, uh, and there's, you know, everything is just laid out for you. All you have to do is just be faithful to it. Yeah. And um, the Holy Spirit will take it from there. <laughs> exactly. You know, you know, you know that's, that's it. Yeah, that's kind of a trite way to look at it, but it's true. We have to let go and let the Spirit drive the boat and that's where that's where the core team is so important mm-hmm. you know we get before we did uh, discovering christ the first time the core team went through the series themselves mm-hmm. and that was the beginning um, and then it just builds from there so it is just it is just such a wonderful wonderful series uh, and it can be done in, in a parish our, our size, mm-hmm. or it can be done in a small parish. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's well, and I find you know, it interesting, too, because I was thinking um, when Carla was talking about her small group learning from just the other women in your group. Um, but it's almost like it's getting you out of your comfort zone for some women well, or people. It was a mixed group, actually. A mixed men and group. Okay, yep. sorry. Yep. That's interesting. But. Um, yeah. So I'm like sitting here listening to this and listening to Carla talk about her group. It's almost like the groups are also starting you on your journey of being evangelist because mm-hmm. you're evangelizing to your own group and it's getting you out of some of us are quiet. I'm not one of them, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I, I'm on the radio. I mean, obviously, but like, you know, yeah. some people aren't used to talking about their faith. People aren't used to bringing mm-hmm. it up or talking with a group of people. Has that helped you at all? Talk about your faith. I think so. I mean, it's it's one of those things every time you practice a skill, you get better at it. And yeah. I think when you sit in your group and you get to know them, uh, you know, you get more comfortable sharing about yourself. I think that's one thing that we all forget that and, and can be hard for us is to actually be genuine with other people mm. and mm-hmm. be genuine in how the story we tell and what we tell them, you know, it's okay to be struggling in your faith and, and tell someone that mm. um, instead of acting like we all know, you know, like we're a hundred percent, we're, you know, yeah, we're, we're doing everything right. And sometimes that's, you know, sometimes we need help. Yeah. We, we were made to help each other. And so I think being in a group and getting to hear the other stories, because, you know, it's all yes. types of personalities. We had people who were more comfortable sharing and we had people who were more quiet. Um, the small group leaders are trained to kind of minute, like help uh, facilitate conversation, yes, facilitate yeah. the conversation and help draw the quieter ones out and, and let them speak too. So I think it's really a good experience for everyone just to be able to, share stories. We had, um, you know, in my group, we had a couple married couples. So both the wife and the husband were in the group. So it was kind of interesting to hear, oh, she was, you know, at this point in our lives, we were struggling and hear her perspective and hear his perspective Uh and see how they work together and how, you know, God and Jesus 
became a part of that solution. And so I think it's just a really beautiful experience to learn from each other. And when you learn, you get more comfortable and you, and you tell more. I love it. See, and this is the meat and potatoes. That's Mm -hmm. what I love about this and hearing about it is it's, we talk about evangelizing all the time and this is here. We're going to give you the tools to actually do it and not just tell you how to do it, but give you chances to work through it. Yeah. Give you a chance to go out and try it and say, Oh, that didn't work so well. <laughs> now what do I do? Why did it not work well? Yeah. And then you start, you know, you it, it, introspective, looking at that and saying, "Oh, I was too, I was too aggressive. I was not gentle. Mm. Note to self: be gentle, love you. You know. So mm-hmm. it, it it is it's it's just a just a great uh, practical way to live the gospel. Because that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. Especially now after Easter, you know, with the you know Acts of the Apostles, they're just proclaiming the charisma. Yep. They didn't have the catechism. They didn't have the church. They didn't they have had, the Holy Spirit yet. Well, no, well yeah, in a Not few yet. more days they will. Some of them did, but but yeah, but the, but but that was the early church, and you know, and we're kind of going back to a, you know an apostolic age. You know, we want to move from maintenance to mission. Hmm. We're called to be missionary disciples. Amen. And we need tools. We need to have the guidelines. We need to have support. And we have that. We have each other. Yeah, beautiful. Well, our time is up already. It was a joy to have all three of you join us today and share what you're doing at Holy Spirit Parish. Well, thank you so much for for inviting us and um, allowing us to share what we love to do. Yeah. Well, and when, when something's working for one yeah. parish, let's shout it from the rooftops and see if it works for another. Praise God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Deacon, will you part us with a blessing? Sure, sure. Holy Father, we ask your Spirit to be with us in our daily lives, within our families, within our friends, within our workplace. Help us to become aware of the movement of the Spirit in all that we do, and all that we say, and to guide us that we can be able to proclaim your love for us and for others. We ask this all in the name of our risen Savior, Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you for joining us. It was a pleasure, and we'll have it up online later so we can share it with everybody and their mother. (laughs) 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 All right, folks, we need to take a quick break. Um, When we come back, more Real Presence Live after this. Christ Life Series from Holy Spirit Parish. It is just a dynamic uh, group, and I kind of want to start with Christ the King. Hmm. Teresa's like, oh my goodness. Yeah, lots of. (laughs) excitement so folks we're gonna have more real presence live right after this so stay with us we'll be right back Mm -hmm. 